All right, folks, it's another week, another episode of the Big Go Belt Podcast. The team is short, but we got back up as always. Uh, let me say, Damien just made his way to New York. Jamal is down in Jacksonville, and Will is somewhere I don't know. So I'm irresponsible for not knowing where my team's at. But nonetheless, it's me and Mr. Silly Sellers. We got a lot to talk about, along with some special guests. So without further ado, let's get into tonight's episode of the Big Go Bell Podcast. What's up, folks? We're coming in hot this Thursday. We got a lot of things to talk about, for real. With, like, very minimum topics, but a lot to dive into them. It is your host, 2 Chains, alongside of Mr. Silly Sellers. As I said, the other members of the team are on all different types of trips right now. But we brought in some backup. And this is long overdue. I respect this crew so much. And I was just talking to them beforehand. And I really, really hate to call them a podcast because I really feel like this show in production feels like a radio show. And I, it's some of the best, it's best, it's some of the best content out there to listen to. And that's why we got the all three members of the crew here. And it is without further ado, my pleasure to introduce to you all the Jobber Tears podcast, Mr. Sir Wilkins, Janelle from HR, and Mr. Black. Team fam, how y'all doing today? What's up? What's up? What up? What's going on? What's going hola, on? Hola, hola. <laughs> <laughs> man, we, man, we got some things to talk about. And uh, before we get into that, we do got a big event this weekend. And um, I know, you know, it's, it's something that we take a lot of pressure being a part of. But you all are day ones. And that's legitimately your home. Uh, family and whatnot and um, a lot of how the show goes about is because of you all's contribution and hard work uh, and that's what I'm talking about Battle Club Pro which is going to be throwing a awesome return show finally this week made a franchise reign they're bringing it back with two shows in Ridgefield New Jersey May 29th there will be tickets at the door um, the Job Terrorist Podcast our sponsors partners family, anything that involves that show running, they got their hands involved with it. Um, and for that, I say thank you, uh, because that's one of my favorite promotions. I'm glad they're back. Um, and it's going to be an exciting time. So before we get it, before we get into today's topics, what's the one thing that you all are looking forward to this the most with this show in the return? Is there anything that we may be expecting? Any curveballs? Anything aesthetically different? Anything y'all may be able to tell us a little early? Insider tips. Insider tips. <laughs> Yaya's in the building. Yaya's back. Let's talk about Yaya. Yaya the Great is back. Yes. yes. Come on, Mr. Um, Yo, listen. My guy, big time Yaya. You haven't heard about him? Look him up. This man is young. He's serious. He moves. He's big like a tank, but inside it's Ferrari engine. Think of the Opal Brain Wyatt, but he's better. Yo, our show is insane. Aerial move, groundwork. He's power. He has height. He has the love. You name it, he Talk has it. This Talk is this. Like he's from New York. This is the man. Say it louder. Say it louder. Say I'm it louder. telling you. I'm telling you. This is somebody you must be on lookout for in 2021 and uh, and beyond. This is the guy. And the card is set. There is Carter. We got to guide you. We got um. Damn, we got the C star. We got KC um, Navarro. We got Matana Black. Yo, the card is stacked. Natasha Steels. The card is stacked. I'm telling you, if you're not a, if, 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 if you're in the Tri-Sphere area and you're not at Battle Club this Saturday, you're slacking. Then after that, you got nowhere. You got nowhere to go on Sunday. 
AEW on fire, that Legends Bar. Talk to him. Talk to him. And if you dare, you could challenge our reigning and defending wing king, So Wilkins. And take recall pain. He said he Undefeated. Undefeated. But but he's going to think about it. I have retired from the game. I'm trying to. I'm trying yeah, to get my eight pack back. Like he said, he was done with the wing. So <laughs> y'all making me want to drive up this weekend. This off that little promo. I mean, what's hey, stopping you? Hey, look, See, I, the pressure. The, the pressure. I be in the building, that's for sure. And look, when you uh, Yaya is somebody I wasn't familiar with until I came to Battle Club, and my first, the first match I had my eyes on is the match with, as you said, Darius Carter. Our hometown, he's really not from our, but we we took him in, but our hometown boy, O'Shea Edwards. I mean, uh, right there. is <laughs> about to be crazy. Adding Jesse Brooks to the match. That is going to be a banger. I don't even know which way to go with that. I don't have to pick right now, thank goodness. But let me tell you, that's, that, that match alone is worth the ticket price right there. That is going that's to be it. a banger. That's going to be so, a banger. That's it. I am so excited for Jesse. <laughs> He's been talking I, about it for weeks. When I found out she was on the call, I was because I've been following her career for a while. For me, first started the podcast. Yeah, the podcast. no, but even before that, I think it was yeah, like because this was when the boys started training. Yeah, so I think it was at least six years ago, seven years ago, and then she yeah. like took some time off, and I. She was doing she was doing intergender matches before it was cool to do intergender matches. Mm. Like mm. black woman, technical wrestler, strong. Like I was a fan. And when I saw her on that card, I was like, yo, I can't wait to meet her. I was marking out. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I was chat, marking out. In a whole group chat, you can hear mm-hmm. him wherever you were. So yes. I I, I mean as a late addition, I mean, if I had a chance to to talk to her beforehand, obviously I would get to talk to her at the show. I have to ask, like, you're about to climb up a mountain of competition here. You didn't really have a game plan set, and you're walking in with Darius Carter, who's always very confident, uh, who is a Battle Club regular, O'Shea Edwards, who is coming off of a lot of momentum uh, with his stint in the Indies and ROH, and then Yaya, who is the hometown kid here, like, I don't like my odds here. And, you know, obviously we wish uh, Edith Surreal um, a, a speedy recovery who was going to originally be in this match. But, like, being put into this match is not is not only is, like, the ultimate opportunity here, but this is also may not be an ideal situation <laughs> considering the people that's already involved here. But you never know. The underdog story has worked. Plenty of times here, so that's gonna be a that's gonna be the match to look out for easily for me. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. What else is on there? Well, you got Tasha Steels, who is their mm-hmm. women's champion, going against Lady Icon's champions. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I saw Lady Force out in Tampa for the first time WrestleMania weekend, and I was like, yo, like she's so dope. So I think for me, that's probably the match. I'm like. <laughs> On edge. I I am very. I I do not know which way to go here. Lady Frost is like a sister. Tasha Steels is the homie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see my sister win. And I, I want to see my sister win. So and I want and I and, and I, I, so when I think, situation. When I think Battle Club, I think Tasha Steels and her being the Icons champion is synonymous with that promotion running. It's just, it's just a thing. You can't help it. It is what it is. And to see any different, I don't know how I'm gonna feel. And it's on the first car, which means that I don't want to be upset mm-hmm. for the rest of the night, folks. So <laughs> I don't know what to think. Oh, that, that's gonna be a match. You're, you're absolutely right. And I think another interesting match here. Uh, let's see, let's see. I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Speaking of Lady Frost, we can also. Uh, take a look at her significant other, the Savage Gentleman, your Butterfingers champion. Uh, although there's some tension at home with them too about that championship, um, he's making his debut at Battle Club and now being the uh, you know the first and his as he'll say the only Butterfingers champion. 
let it be known. He had a really good stint at WrestleMania weekend as well at um, Bloodsport. And I think he still has a chip on his shoulder. And with Lady Frost completely trolling him each and every day, um, and they both got big high stakes match. I want to. I bet you he he wants to one up her for sure. Make sure he brings home a victory, which he'll be facing Chris Burton. I think this may be a sleeper match too, because while uh, the Savage Gentleman is a gentleman, yet Savage, and most of the time on social media, he has a pretty comedic side to him. Let it be known. He plays no games, and he makes an appearance whenever he makes a debut. That could be something that could be easily overlooked, but you may be talking about it as your most watch, uh, most favorite match you watched that day. So that's something else I would say look out for. So, but it's two, it's two shows. I think we're yep. looking at upwards of close to twenty matches almost. It's a lot at stakes. We're going to have a new champion crowned by the end of the night. Um, there's going to be a lot going on. We'll be there, obviously, providing coverage and doing whatever we can do to help the show move. And it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a family affair for sure. And I'm so glad Battle Club is back. The real is back. That's what I say every time. The real <laughs> is back. <laughs> hey, make, look, sure, I, make sure to let the owner know that. Oh, for sure. He always, he, he sometimes, he's too humble. So sometimes mm. you got yeah, to, you know, give him his flowers because I always, he always thinks us. And we're always like, but you were one of the few that believed in us when no one else did. So we always Ooh. give him gratitude. Yeah. As much as he likes to big us up, we big him up all the time. Like, yeah. I, I told him in the heat of everything that was happening with like pretty much the demise of shady and corrupt independent businesses and mm-hmm. promotions. I mm-hmm. said, not once did anybody even sniff a battle club. That's all mm-hmm. to you, sir, and your work. Never even touched the rumor at all. And I, mm-hmm. That's why I was like, man, look, you're doing something right. And he took that narrative and went further. And now he has the school open. And behind the message with that and 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 and, and uh, everything he wants to do going forth, I mean, it's it's easy to root for this guy. Joe uh, Joe Kim is is the man. So, yeah, uh, but but like I said, folks, if if if, if you are in the tri-state area, so Rookham said. You don't want to miss out on this. It's going to be an um, an amazing. Oh boy, hold on. I got. I got. Hold on. I got. I got something to do real quick because I just got a message. And you know, you speak them up. You know how this happens, right? <laughs> you, speak, you speak. You speak them up. Is, is, do we have a special guest coming in? <laughs> you speak them up. Nonetheless, without further ado, though. I am going to turn it over because, as I said in the beginning of the show, this is a Jobber Tears takeover. We got a lot to talk about tonight, so let's get into this right now. So, Wilkins, what, what, what's our first matter at hand right now? So, first things first, once again, I was proven right. Because, <laughs> no, no, fix your face. Look, 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 Cody- look, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> the boss. <laughs> that's, that's my friend. That's my other friend. I gotta do this whole big thing and not tell nobody. So you just want to get all cute and stuff because you about to have a show this weekend? Uh, I think I was always cute. You're, the, you're the one that always says it, too. Jo- Joking Morales, <laughs> your owner of Battle Club, now joins the show. Sir, you have a lot of work to do. We didn't want to bother you. We're just we're here oh, to have some you know, fun. And what's crazy is that like I was sitting here finishing up, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm done. Not only am I done, everything is kind of taken care of. The only thing to do is just bring the stuff over. So I was like, wow, everything's kind of turning up, Joe. Awesome. All right, perfect time and perfect yeah, time. Business is a go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so since we have you here real quick, Dan, anything else you may want to shed some light on for the show? Any, um, it's, it's, in, it's independent wrestling. We know all types, all times changes or, you know, anything could happen at any moment. Anything that you uh, could possibly hint towards uh, that we could expect come tomorrow or Saturday? God, I'm already ready to get there. Saturday. <laughs> uh, Brogan Finley doesn't have an opponent yet, but he wants to fight somebody. Um, maybe maybe that that gentleman in the corner wants revenge on Darius Carter. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as far as myself and the group above us, uh, there is definitely some huge, huge, huge news 
coming for Saturday. So everybody mm. be there. Your tickets will still be available at the door. The pre-order just finished up. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Like, I feel so good right now. Once I kind of realized, like, everything is dope. Like, oh, man, this is, is going to be good. The real is back. Yes, yeah. I'm going to say it. Hey, look, look, if anybody's been following Battle Club, especially, uh, what was it, uh, 19? I don't know. We missed the whole year. So 2019, yeah, <laughs> I would expect I would expect the people above have some unfinished business. Both, <laughs> yeah, 2019. Both in the ring and both around the ring, shall I say. So you may have an idea what it is, but I'll just leave it for Saturday. But nonetheless, I'm, just, I'm uh, you might want to keep an eye out at uh, Jobber Tears at their social medias, Twitter at Jobber Tears, because I expect some big news to come to con- kind of confirm my suspicions right now. So <laughs> keep grinding, cool. folks. Keep grinding. Keep grinding. So, all right. So anyway, back to Sir Wilkins. I'm done. It's all, it's oh. all you, boss. But I don't usually host, so Janelle host. What? Please I don't do. That's Tag why you're in the middle. You're in the middle. Are we talking about? Are we talking about Cody? Cody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Let's, yeah, let's, let's go back Let's go back to that, Mr. Rose. What's about Mr. Rose? You said, oh, Mr. Rose, that don't know what focus group means. That's what we're going by. <laughs> Intentionality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so if anyone has not heard of a living under a rock, Cody has. <laughs> Definitely outshined himself in every way with this promo he did about two, three weeks ago on AEW Dynamite. Hey, Tom. Um, oh, yo, Tom. That's the owner of IWW, Industrial Rest- World Wrestling. Yes, Industrial sir. World Wrestling. And uh, no, he all, runs T2T. My family over here. Companies working together. He is, uh, so. He really is a party. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so Cody apparently had ran his promo under a focus group but didn't know what focus group even meant so he tried to backtrack his whole shit rewind did you you guys you didn't hear what paul said what he said trump supporters (laughs) (laughs) i mean we're not talking about jericho (laughs) (laughs) even though he's one of the goats but still still questionable so what do you what do your guys take on the promo first? Was it insensitive or was it weird or was it like this perfect thing like Brandy said was the best thing she's heard in wrestling in forever? Well, I'm just gonna say this, and we've been saying this forever the job in tears. This will happen when there's not enough us in the room. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by us is don't hire a bunch of Wayne Brady's. Hire a Wayne Brady. Hire a Cameron. Hire a um, hire a um, Jesse Owens. Hire a different kind of black people. Don't hire the same exact black people that who didn't grow up in the hood, who didn't who didn't have experience how different culture of people. And if you're gonna hire different people, other races, Asian, whatever, make them understand the culture of humans. Not just black people, by humans, because collectively we we we, we are culture in different ways. So. We just need to understand each other. And him going around these people, yo, honestly, they don't think it sounds great because they come from old school generation where they don't understand. Jim Ross said this a couple of years ago, and he's from Oklahoma. He knew nothing about Tulsa at all. He said, this is my first time ever hearing about this. Wow, this is amazing. I had no idea. This is a damn shame. And he's so quote-unquote, Mr. Oklahoma. How you not know about the history about black people, what they did to us? Come on. So, yeah. He did talk to this quote-unquote focus group, but with their limited knowledge and limited POV on the world, they're going to approve this. This is what happened when there's not enough us in the room. That's it. Or when you have a lot of yes people in the room. That's, that's, also, that's also an issue at times is that people are always so quick to yes, yes, that is, that is awesome. Instead of really telling them no. Let yeah, because because you already know they're fr- they're afraid of the repercussions. They're like, hey, right. and, I, I and got... him being the top person of that promotion anyway. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah I'm glad I got to see at the table, and like you say, yes, man. It's like, yeah, I'm here, so that's that's it, and I, I don't that's need to exactly. deviate from anything he's saying, but it's it's inappropriate, it's culturally wrong, it's it's not authentic. Like I, I look, my first thing before I even go any deeper in that is like, why are we even bringing? Why are you trying to bring politics into wrestling? And like. 
why would you why would you try to take this this stance on it like it 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 made no sense at all and i mean he tried to answer this all day during the um the media call today Mm -hmm. but it was cringy because it was just like you 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 spoke like you had so much conviction but now you falling back like oh i didn't know and this this and that it's just like what did you know or did you not know and the fact that you did not know is even even plausible here means that you had no business even speaking about this. And I'll and I add this too, by the fact of, and I don't mean this any offense, I have no problem with interracial relationships or anything of that nature, but just because you may be affiliate, affiliated, like your best friend may be black or your wife may be black or you have something of that nature, that doesn't give you a pass to say, oh, I can do this just because I have a significant that is of a different color. And that calls the privilege. And that's all what we talk about privilege all the time. Just because you're a certain stature, do you have privilege to have the excuse to make certain comments like this when it's insensitive or not being fair to everybody that may be involved. Because you got to really think about it. You're not only taking this stance on a wrestling promotion. You're on a national stage. You're on cable TV as far as a lot of different dynamics of people watching you. And think about this. You know, now that you're going this, is your ratings going to go down? Is your turnover going to go for the people that even support you? It's a lot of things you got to think about. And if you're not saying it in the right direction for where you want to go, Maybe you shouldn't say it at all. That's like an old school saying we grew up with, but, you know, got to live by it. Also, too, the, the whole, like, um, well, I don't know, you want to call it product placement with the person with the Black Lives Matter shirt, like the camera panning to that person as he just conveniently is just there and just clapping. He's not, clearly he's not listening because there's nothing to clap about right now. But like, now, now, now the whole idea was like, man, even if you were trying to say something you were passionate about, this feels staged. And and then, and then and then for us, it's not authentic because mm-hmm. we're not looking for people to say the right thing. We want people to be true to their background and their means. We don't want to hear just the right thing. We want to hear some really raw and authentic feelings. And none of that came across. So I don't know. I hated it. I hate that he's still answering questions about it. And I wish he would just admit that, like, he did not know where he was going at with that. And he needs to take some culture sensitive training or whatever it may be, because that was not it for me. And, and it's funny, too. He's, he's like, I don't know. Some people think I may be the good guy, may be the bad guy, may like me, may not like me, may cheer for a go-go and stuff like that. It's just like, if you're clearly supposed to be the face here and people are c- considering you to be the bad guy and it comes from this promo, you need to reevaluate what you said. It's only you that did this, nothing else. <laughs> so, it's beyond heat. That's beyond heat. But you know he don't believe in faces and heels. So at this point, he probably doesn't even think that direction. Nah, he's just saying that to say that. I, I, um, when it comes, you mentioned, you said something interesting. You were like, how that, are the ratings going to go down? The ratings aren't going to go down. No. Because let's be real. The niche market for AEW, the majority probably thought that was a great promo and don't understand what how it made no sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But because because I follow like people from both sides sides of the coin when it comes to the wrestling community. Exactly. I mean, I'm more heavier on the on the black wrestling community. Yeah. But you know, I see the other side of it, and then they were saying the other side was saying this is a great promo. Oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> While b- black Latinos were like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" <laughs> like, what is this? The thing is, I didn't see the promo. And then people were hitting me up about like, yo, did you see this shit? But I was going through Twitter. A lot of people was like, yo, this shit was fire. This shit was fire. I was like, you know what? Let me watch this shit before I say anything. I sat down and watched. I was like, what the fuck is this? What is this man saying? First of all, it made no sense. He rambled. That's it definitely was a ramble. Definitely. And then he, you talk about your biracial kid that like it's going to save the day. Like, like it's the golden child from the Eddie Murphy movie. Absolutely not. <laughs> Then you then then yesterday you talk about K side seeds released that article about how you said yo you really get into a focus group with your, with your promos and it's like what so who's in this focus group is the Bucks Kenny and your wife <laughs> <laughs> and Don Collins and the dog oh yeah <laughs> and the dog yeah and, and the dog so these people <laughs> and your wife your wife is gonna ride for you. Just put like oh, that. Like yeah. at the end of the day, your wife is gonna ride for you in public. And I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, so I'm not gonna completely say that. But the Bucks, I read the Bucks book. Great book, by the way. 
but you know you're a little disconnected when you refer to black people as African-Americans. I'm sorry, but when somebody calls me an African-American, I'm just like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? So how would you feel if a white person well, called you a brother? Oh, come on I'll now. Take that, I'll take that more. Because African-American, that means you, you're trying really hard not to be racist. Politically uh-huh. correct. Exactly. Because technically, I'm not African-American. I'm Haitian-American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, just, let's just keep it a buck. I'm not saying that they're racist. I'm just the saying like, they're so disconnected to reality. Part, because they're all from middle America, guys. They're all working in the Indies. And we know what wrestling is. We're all wrestling fans. The wrestling is from the Carney Circus area, Middle America. That's that's where they're from. So if your focus group is those people, then not then of course you don't think that promo was amazing. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I mean you can already think like you got a focus group. You we know it's internal. You didn't outsource exactly. this, you know. And but, like the moment you do something internal, again, everybody's gonna walk on a thin line like I don't want to tell him this was wrong I don't want to be that person because the moment you defy the man then you're out of there <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying and but also he he now recently just I don't know if you saw the um they, they put in the chat I don't know if you saw it but they they backtrack he backtracked he said mm-hmm. the focus group is not a real focus group it was just you know my close people that I'm really close with and I was like <laughs> Yeah, and, and apparently, yeah, he didn't know what a focus group was. I mean, like, I still love Cody. I'm not gonna hold you. But he's I, just too. I mean, he's I don't, up. I don't call something a communion just because I couldn't think of a better word for group. So, like, he came up with focus group because he knew what it was. Now he just has to come back from it. Like, maybe I don't know what it is. No, nah, you knew what it was. You just did. You we just know that it wasn't just an outsourced uh, focus group or a collective group of people from different background ethnicities, whatever it may be, you, to bring together to create a think tank or whatnot. You created your friends. You say, "I want you. I want everybody." I mean, if this was a court, they would clearly like say, "Like, hey, we we, we gotta we gotta shuffle up this this jury. Like, this is too biased. Like, this is not gonna work. We we gotta." We gotta create some impartial here, but like now, now we know. Like, and, and and to me, what this tells me is that I can't trust decisions coming from his corner, because Ooh. if you were able to do this, that's, that's a good point. Good like, point. if you're, if you're really able to do this confidently and go out on a limb and say the things you say, what's next coming from your your uh, collective group of friends, aka your uh, oh, I don't I don't know what that is anymore. Like, I, I just can't trust nothing from him at this point. But I think at this point you have to like accept your ignorance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nothing should surprise you anymore. It, it shouldn't. But like, like honestly, yeah. the six of us here, we don't know everything. We're ignorant towards certain things, towards yeah. certain cultures, mm-hmm. towards certain types of people. Like, I'll say something, and then somebody be like, "Yo, that's not the right way of saying it. That's not how this country runs and stuff like that." Look, look at John Cena. Just about to say that. The yeah. Taiwan situation. Taiwan. He thought Taiwan was a country, and China was like, "Hold up, player, we ain't doing that." <laughs> and, and you know, I, I love John Cena too. He he apologized in Mandarin and said, huh, "Whatever, whatever," <laughs> and, and you know, because he understood that he was wrong. And it's okay to be wrong. That's what I'm trying to say. It's okay yeah. to be wrong. Mm-hmm. We mess up. We're people. We make mistakes. We don't know everything. Google doesn't always help us. It says some wrong information sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joaquin, what do you think? Because you deal with a lot of people from different backgrounds, ethnicities when when you're doing your show. What are your thoughts on it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take it a bit deeper. He, it went from a focus group to a group of his friends, and it all wasn't real. And Janelle nailed it with uh, too many yes people. Let's just take a step back, right? How many people who are ethnic are agents, producers, or or backstage hands for AEW? Very oh, low. they have one. They have one person. She does the um the the, the clothes. That's her oh. only. Her. Oh, who used to work for WWE? Yeah, right. that's her only her. That's so it. the person the so the person <laughs> with style in their blood does style for for the show. How apropos, right? 
But of course, you know, if everyone is like, and it doesn't make any sense not to have ethnic people. If you have a relationship with AAA and, and, and Mexico, if you're trying to go overseas, I mean, Anthony Agogo is from, from beyond the pond. Like, why don't you have more people who are different from you in major spots? Do you know? And that's why mm-hmm. that whole slip up happened is because yes, people, yes, men like black nailed it on the head. You didn't, you didn't talk to anybody that actually experienced anything that Anthony uh, 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 Agogo had said. It's just people like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense because that's how I see America. And that's always the problem. You always want to. And we've seen it, you know, like like last year when all, all the nonsense happened with, 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 with black people and the cops. Everyone's, oh, Black Lives Matter. And, and, hey, come in. And, you know, we have Black Lives Matter cups for our coffee and Black Lives Matter's brownies. Like, it's you're saying it because you want to sell tickets. You're saying it because you want to sell products. You don't say it because you genuinely mean it. And that's what it looked like. That's how it came off. Like like Najir had said, it was very disingenuous. Nothing was genuine coming from him when he said it. Not even the backtracking. Like, it's just, oh, yeah, yeah, called me on my ignorance. I'm going to keep trying to defend it instead of, all right, you know what? I fucked up. I shouldn't have said it. Or I should have been better. Or, you know, and it, that's just, mm-hmm. that's always the problem. And that's always the problem. In, in, and again, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a microcosm of what's really going on. When people who have privilege fuck up, instead of fixing the fuck up, they try to backtrack. Pride is a powerful thing for people, man. Exactly. I, I want to bring up a quick story. Um, my job had had a diversity meeting because some racist shit happened, right? So they spent they they, they spent uh, you know about six figures bring some people in to like you know <laughs> let's talk. Mm-hmm. Boring as hell especially for people of color, it was born as shit. But there's one thing that I will always take away from it. And it's, my brother touched on it, Joe King touched on it. I think all of us have kind of touched on it. It was about the whole yes man situation. The guy was just like, yo, listen, I have a ton of friends. We're all different from different backgrounds. But then one day I realized we all think alike. We all believe in the same thing. And that's an issue, especially for companies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you don't have different perspectives in your company to, to even if it's super left, super right, whatever it is, you need that different perspective so you can better understand what's going on. Cause there's so many different types of people in the world. Yeah. And like, well, I think we all can agree. Like the perspective there is all the same. Okay. It's all the same mentality. Yeah. I mean, and again, they've been a tandem and they, like when I when they first started, like and I, I want to go to a commercial break in a second. But when they first started, right? My commercial break. They have breaks. <laughs> we need to invest in that. We got to pay some bills. <laughs> pay some bills. <laughs> when they first when they first started, no, no, right? No, 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 no! Don't rush this. You said it mad cool yeah. and all sexy. Yeah, man. You know, about to go commercial break coming bit. up. <laughs> What? Commercials? <laughs> Dang, like I'm hearing commercials in my head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like when they, when they when they when they first started, my my first thought was like, "Hey, this is cool because mm-hmm. it's it's going to be cool to see a lot of our friends from the independent have another company to work at." And I remember oh, being like, around. Oh, you mean like the diversity that they claimed they was going to have, but that they don't have? Oh, oh, I ain't get I ain't get there. Now you know we have enough time to even get to that. <laughs> But like my my, my, my my first thought was like, hey, there's there's new jobs for everybody. So I left it at that. But my first core gripe was this like, hey, I have a huge issue with people, wrestlers who run the company, who's going to book the company and then work in the work uh work shows. Like you're working on all three levels here. It's a huge conflict of interest. And I know like me as a person in my day job, if there was a person that was running in different tiers like that, I knew I wouldn't even be comfortable because I knew eventually something's going to catch up. And like you said, they done preached the Holy Ghost about all the different things they were going to do to change. And like, I'm an empathetic person. I'm like, hey, I want to see some of this. But I slowly, let me take that back. I rapidly saw these things slowly not happen. <laughs> and I was just like, trouble in paradise. And then it comes down to this, where it's like, hey, now that all the fun and games have, have ended and you, you got your nice fancy promotion going, you got people signed, you ran big shows, you sold out, 
ratings, Warner, Warner Media loves you and whatnot. But when you get hit with adversity, how do you handle this? And I, I, I say this all the time when I talk about this promotion. It's oddly funny to me for a promotion who always got so much to say. Every person in there always got something to tweet about and something. But the first time they get hit with adversity with a person leaving a company unexpectedly and no one said anything, how come everybody's so quiet? And then it's, it's, it's odd to me all of a sudden that it's like, oh, yeah, we're so- talking about Kylie Ray. Yeah, that person. That was so pro women and and so about we're gonna do things different. And I, and I I I did love what Brandy was saying about the whole like, you know, with her being in 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 a position she was, her having that feminine outlook on the business, and I think that's something underratedly needed. But the moment the moment that something happened in regards to women, everybody. I'm sorry. So, this this sounds oddly familiar. With we've been having issues with in our country for a very long time. Something soon as something happens bad to a woman, mm-hmm. no one got anything to say. This is so really bizarrely I, odd to me. But from what I hear, though, everybody signs the NDA there. Mm. I, I mean, but yeah, sure. I I, I agree. But when people mm. sign NDAs, they don't want something to get out. I when I watch certain movies, mm. they make me sign an NDA because they say we don't want you to talk about this movie until this movie releases. And yeah. like, I mean, you're you're talking from the top head to come and say you can't say nothing about this. Oh, you can't talk about a person being released. We see people released every day. No, that's in general. They can't talk about anything that happens within the company. Tony. From what I've been hearing and like the the, the couple people that, that have like confided in me, Tony makes sure nothing is, is released to the to the media. And they do a lot of media control. Like they'll yeah, they'll block certain media, they'll they'll say like this person is not allowed to say this. Like they they strategically media block. Yeah, like it's heavy, heavy and I, I, a part of me is like this is really trash, but the other part of me is like I ain't gonna lie to some bullshit. <laughs> I, I mean, it's out good, but it, the 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 dirt sheets ain't slowed down. I mean, oh, no, no, something no. is rumored. Eventually, it gets confirmed. I mean, and I've seen it on different levels. I've seen it something be rumored and then and then get announced at a media call or a press room. So I feel really indifferent about that. But again, to my main point of that is that as a collective group of friends running a running a business in a in position of power, but also booking talent relations and working the show, there's obviously going to be some conflict of interest going on here. Absolutely. And that don't serve well for entry-level positions. So we say it's going to be problems. And I think that when you come down to, again, any bit of adversity, conflict, confusion, I, I don't know, disagreements, it's always going to work towards the core group. So like, at the end of the day, you look at Kenny and the whole thing with Impact, but that's a whole nother conversation for and another day. Trash, yeah, that's a whole other thing. You got a commercial <laughs> break, so I don't want to, you know. <laughs> commercial break right now. <laughs> this episode of the Big Gold Bell podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected to the advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the Big Gold Bell podcast in the section titled, How Did You Hear About Podgo? in the application. Now we can get back to our topics for today. (laughs) Wait, somebody's missing. Houdini act, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Here we go. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. But um, yeah, I, you know, it's a lot we could talk about AEW. We're definitely gonna have to do it like an after hours show and kind of go in on things. Cause like we we talk on the regular about some of these things. And like I think we all come from a really impartial background in order to like see things for just wanting to better. But like we see issues, we talk about the issues. We want those issues mitigated. Like we 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 don't we want we want to see change. We want to see uh, people in color in different position. We want to see proper representation, and and that comes down to something that we're all passionate about, and that's professional wrestling. And when we see or hear promos such as that that tries to go one way and quickly is a foul ball the other way, 
we're going to say something about it. And 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 again, I think we will all be perfectly okay if he would have came out and said, you know what? I was out of line. I'm sorry. I should have. One, I shouldn't have probably winged it. There's no way he didn't wing that. And like two, like <laughs> number two, he's, he's about to be a dad. Why are you putting heat on your child like that? Like, you, is your child Jesus? Because the way you're talking is about to come back and like <laughs> save everybody from their sins. Like, what was Walk going on? Water. <laughs> That's the heir to AEW. Y'all didn't know. Had has to be, has to be. So I, I love it. All right, let's let's let, let's go to uh, Baptist or Wilkins. Let's go to your second topic here. You had for tonight. Which is what you're gonna alley hoop. I'll just throw it off the backboard. Let's talk about the Randy and Kenny Omega thing that kind of Randall Orton and Kenneth Omega. Uh, this thing that kind of went on the internet out of nowhere. I think I was asleep and I woke up like, wait, what happened? <laughs> but to put it in the lamest terms, the question is, and that's been kind of floating around Twitter, is that who is the overall better wrestler? And this is a huge debate that mm. should not even be a debate, but here we are. <laughs> so, well, yes. everything is debatable because we all sure. have different opinions and we all have different viewpoints on certain things. <clears throat> so, I always hit people with, like, no, that's like when they, the other day, one of them had said something about Roman, and I was like, well, that's debatable. Let's well, okay. Let's talk about it, but it's just nothing to debate about the tribal chief. I don't know who Roman is, but um, head of the table, head of the table. Acknowledge. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I acknowledge, acknowledge him. him. That is problematic as fuck. Fall in line. Fall in line. I have to understand how problematic that is. Like how? Best thing going on in wrestling. Best thing going on in wrestling. It is. It, it, it's it not really that is. it's not bad, but it's just like. So what's the best thing though? I'm Answer the question. It's not the best thing. So what's better? Right now? Yes. Outside of Roman, nothing really, no. <laughs> she acknowledges him. That's, no, acknowledge. I, will, I will never say acknowledge, acknowledge that individual. That's, I, I, I. Y'all already know I don't fuck with him like that. <laughs> I, look, I mean, I, Roman, I'll, I'll start by saying this, that it's it's simple for me. Randy is the better wrestler. WWE is the NFL. It is the highest level of professional wrestling. It is the most notable promotion in all of professional wrestling. And when you are at the highest stage and you perform at the highest level and you know knocked every accolade possible continuously, you are that man. And without a doubt, active roster right now and we can even talk all time but at the roster right now he's top three it's no question about it and i just think that he's shown longevity and matter of fact let's talk about empathy for a minute randy orton has been out of line he's definitely been out of line both in his personal life and things he's said both as a performer uh with uh, a suspension but time after time he has apologized he has shown that he has learned from the situation. Now it's non-existent. That's why no one's over his head about like, sir, what are you, what are you doing? He, he, he said he was wrong. He came back, proved he was an ally, stand-up guy outside the promotion, as far as we know. As far as we know. I just got one fault on him. He fired my man, Mr. Kennedy. That's the one fault I have on him. It's his fault. <laughs> but, but nonetheless, as a wrestler, I... It, it's not even for debate for me. Randy Orton is that guy, so uh, that's where I'm at with that. And, and, and general, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. It's funny that if it was three years ago, nobody would have said Randy Orton would be better than Kenny Omega. Because three years ago, the narrative was Randy is boring. This guy the third, but he does the same exact thing. Blah 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 blah. Everybody was saying that, and Kenny was six star this, six star that. So for everyone to everybody collectively say the same people who hate on Randy three years ago and love Kenny Omega, y'all wanna flip flop on them, which that's fine because you're entitled to do that. But with Randy, for me, is and Kenny, you can't go wrong with either or. Because both of them been on top of their companies before, you know? Kenny been on top of the world in New Japan, like my brother noted in the show today. He had the help of the Bullet Club. Similar to Randy, he had the help of his dad's people, everyone, him being likable, and evolution. And 
with Randy, it's kind of like he had a million one chances where he messed up. Someone said, all right, Randy, you know, you give it a second chance. He even said in a documentary where it was him versus Undertaker WrestleMania. He came late to that practice. If it was anyone else, would have got fired. So Randy always had chances to always bounce back to become the person he is. With Kenny, I don't know too much about his history, but the only match I, I watched, you know, he, he left WWE, he went to New Japan, he went around the world, did what he did. I see him... I, I like see him going against a blow up door. I see him going against a child, and both matches were amazing. <laughs> in ring work, I have to go with Kenny because Kenny's been wrestling all around the world in different styles. Randy has, like my brother noted in the show earlier, he has, but everybody more likely came to him. So it's kind of like, ah, he had like, and I want to go to WWE. You said WWE is the NFL. To me, I kind of feel like you right as far as it's NFL, but there's some wrestlers that who wrestle way better than and who's way better than live guys in WWE that never touched WWE. It's just WWE is just it's like when you think of Clorox, when you think of bleach, then you mother say, Well get some Clorox. And <laughs> you better get the 99 cents one that's is bleach. But it's a recognizable <laughs> brand. When you think of wrestling, you think of WWE. It's just a popular brand. If you want some, if you want, if you want some kicks, a child would say, "Hey, Daddy, why you got me some Payless shoes? Where's the Jordans? Where's the Nikes? Where's whatever? Popular brand. Like a sneaker is a sneaker. You know, it'll be equal sneaker. Just the name. Everything has a name. They're just popular names. That's it. WWE is just a popular company." So, do I think Randy Orton is a better, like, entertainer than Kenny? Hell yeah. Way better entertainer. Way better entertainer. Both guys could go hardcore matches. Both guys could go, like, a 60-minute hardcore match. Both guys could be entertaining. But as far as entertainment overall, I got to go with Kenny. I mean, on, um, Randy, as far as in-ring, Omega got it. Can I jump in? Yeah. I tag. All right, so um, I love the comparison uh, to the NFL because the 15 years ago, Tom Brady's not the greatest, even though he has three rings. Ten years ago, Tom Brady's still not the greatest, even though he has five rings. But now it's not disputable, and that's the argument with Orton. Yes. Three years ago, yeah, he's boring, but now he's the best. Why? Because over time, your opinion changes. Yeah. Now, I... To make a comparison, a direct comparison, Orton is Brady, Omega is Rogers. Uh, on the mm. field, unequivocally better, but he does not win enough to be called the GOAT. And mm. okay, so, okay, 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 okay. That's that comparison I can deal with because you could go with <laughs> Rogers or Brady. That's a good one. Either way, it's good. You you know what you shut it down. You know what? <laughs> no no. But the, but the, but the, but the thing is the thing is though. So we spoke about this earlier on the podcast, and I had said Kenny as well. And what you said about Randy is correct. He has more accolades within within his career, but his career has been a lot longer, and he's been at the he's been at the this. Correct. He's you know he's been doing it a whole lot a little bit longer than than Kenny, and he. And low key, his peak was a whole lot longer too. Mm-hmm. Like he, when he got up there, it was, what, what was he like 23, 24? When he first won the championship, how old yeah. was he? Yeah, he's like, like 23. Yeah, he's yeah. young, so, youngest yeah. world super, champion at the time. Yeah, super, super young age. You have that, right? That yeah. no, no I think somebody, somebody got it. I think um, who was younger than him. I think somebody got it since him that was younger. I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember probably, who. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. but you you have that, and then you have the longevity, and and you have this constant accolades. So, I always talk about. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna. I always talk about the Kenny and the, the TNA thing, right? I mean, impact situation, right? Mm, okay. And I've said this. I have said this since since day one. This is all about Kenny establishing his legacy. This is nothing to do with impact and AEW. This is. Kenny establishing legacy so he can catch up to have those multiple accolades to solidify himself. But when you strip down the accolades, in my opinion, Kenny has a slight edge over Randy Orton when it comes to just being a wrestler. 
And the reason why I said that is because the one thing that Orton can't do extremely well besides everything else is be a hot, a white hot baby. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing he can He could do it, but it's not to the level of his heel work. Mm-hmm. Now, Kenny can be a baby face and be a heel. Granted, he's a little corny as a heel, just, just absolutely corny, but he can do it. And his in-ring ability, you can argue with either one because it's a, the, the styles are so different because Kenny is so modern day, while Randy is modern day and that old school mix within one. But for, yeah, so for so I lean towards Kenny, but when you add accolades, yeah, you could kind of lean to, to Randy. But what Kenny's doing, because this whole this whole thing with with impact and AEW is an ego trip. I'll say that once again. It's for him to catch up to get those accolades that, that's needed. You have AAA, you have both impact titles, and then you also got AEW titles. You have New Japan titles on, on the thing. And then if you add them up, it's a lot. That's <laughs> your question. Yeah, I mean that's your question. Isn't it kind of cheating in WWE because they had two heavyweight championships. So it's kind of easy for you to, to like get those actually quick, fast. Compared to Kami and New Japan, there is the IC. For a minute, it was on the world and the tag team. And then later on, the junior weight heavyweight. You know, they started adding extra belts. So but is, but isn't, isn't Kenny cheating though now? Isn't, isn't Kenny cheating now? To go to multiple companies? That's not the point. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is... The point is, <laughs> great point. The point is, you think that Raylord was cheating in WWE? No, he wasn't. Because point, it, it, it's, I think it's even harder that way because if he if he does that with so many top level belts in WWE, especially after the merger, to me that's harder because you're yes. you're you're going on both sides in a way. It's like you're representing WCW if you talk about the old big go belt and now the WWE brand, and you're gonna be the top person on both sides of that boat. To me, I think that's harder that you could be consistently there for that long of a time. One thing I will add about both of them, I think both of them are still, as good as they are, still underappreciated on the value that they are. A lot of the people that's here in the United States don't even know what Kenny did outside of the United States before he even got here. And with Randy, some of the stuff that he did that was younger compared to how he's putting over so many people. Think of the people that he put over as Mm. champions and you're convinced. The Miz, Jinder Mahal, Bray Wyatt. I mean, you put some of those guys in different areas. I don't know if anybody else can put them over like Randy did. Like Randy is a person that sells so well that works when you talk about that choreographed piece that you got to work with partners in the ring together. He brings that out the best of people. And sometimes that's not even what he does on the offensive is what he does on the defensive to make them look good. And it's so undervalued of what he does and he does it for so long. I think a comparison of somebody else is underappreciated like Randy that we're going to talk about maybe like 10 years down the road. Dolph Ziggler does the same thing of how he oh, under it's just so undervalued of what he can do to sell to make somebody else look good. So, I'm sorry. I mean, Oh, I was going to say, I saw him trending the other day, and I was like, uh-oh, but Dolph Ziggler. But it was just some random trending. But I agree. Like, he's going to be somebody that people don't appreciate right now. I mean, I, I, I said, you know, we we talking about we – had, we had a conversation about who was better between uh, – who was it, The Miz and – What's the conversation? I forget. It was, I think it was Miz and Cody, wasn't it? At the time. Oh, it was Miz and Cody. Yes, yep. that's what yes, it was. Yes, right? yes, yes. Yeah. Talk about that, that was a, that was a conversation. Miz? But like, oh, Dolph oh, is Miz. one of those people too that I think it's just you know you're going. You, well, we will appreciate when it's when it's all said and done about how he's just one of those person you can get to work with anybody. Mm. But to to your Randy point, I think it is very notable to say, and this is not a direct comparison, but I think if if it, it follows the same emotion that. It doesn't even matter who's on the Patriots. If that if a team beats the Patriots, that's a big win. Mm-hmm. And I feel like anytime anybody Giant. beats Randy, it's like, oh Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. God. But no, um, I, I I I don't know, man. I think that like when you talk about what Randy did overseas, I mean, if you watch New Japan, then you saw it. If you stayed up in the middle of the night, you saw it. But then it's it's hard to say that a lot of these these fans have like six, seven a billion star matches. They didn't even watch it. They just watched Twitter, saw somebody else say it, a few gifs, and they was just like, man, he's so good. And this is like, but did you watch that hour man, that, that hour long Iron Man match? Did you? Did you? Because y'all talk about him so much, but there was also another person in that match that I don't think get his roses, and that's Okada. 
you're not talking about him. So I'm just curious. Are you just, I don't know, fanboying because he's part of the Bullet Club and they're hot and they're with the Bucks and you can too sweet and then you got to be in the elite and you can buy some shirts from Hot Topic? Man, that sounds like the way to go. Like, you're just in the club all of a sudden. like, And it's easy for people to do it. I mean, let's be honest now. When All Elite came out, their first show, Double or Nothing, I mean, not Double or Nothing, All In, that whole front row was nothing but Hot Topic shirts. So clearly they got their core fan base that don't care how good, how bad, how mediocre, how lackluster they could be. They're like, man, I love these people because I can too sweet with my neighbor right here. And they're so cool and I'm cool. And it's just like, fine. But like, you're really not appreciating his craft. And I do think Kenny is good. But I don't think there's, to be honest, as of right now, I don't think there's many people outside of, you know, who he just faced in Dean Ambrose, uh, uh, John Mosley. Dean Ambrose, it's okay. I don't think I don't think there's no one else to elevate his talent anymore. I think the Kenny we we got, we we seen and we've grown to appreciate is is there, but like no one else is taking him to the next level. And oh man, Riswan, man, he blew a tire before we even got to the match. It's just <sighs> sad let, thing. That was, that should have been the mat the match. But all right, so let's let's finish. I kind of want to finish this, but right. So you talk in ring promo you talk money what else is there what is what, what, what else is missing when you're talking about wrestling like being a marquee name uh how are you saying what's missing is gimmick the people that, uh, reaction uh, and marketability how, marketability and, right i said my underrated features is this you say six is the people that um the pre the people that that um the fruit that you, um, the fruit that you harvest from your tree. Who else have profit from you being on top? Okay, that's, that's a good. Okay, yeah. So that, that's perfect. Not impact. Perfect. So you got Not six, six topics, right? Yeah, uh, people you put over, promo, marketability, yeah. in ring work, gimmick, and money. So if we go putting people making notable stars, Kenny or Randy. Randy, Randy by Randy. a long that's shot. One. You talk money, Kenny or Randy? Randy. I don't what? think. I, Where? Maybe, maybe Kenny? I, I say know. money. I, I say Randall both. Because. No, that's a, that's a push. One. That's a push. We gotta, we gotta take, I'll go Randy. I'll go Randy. I'll go Randy. I'm going with Kenny. And I would go with Kenny. I'll go Randy. For what he did in Japan. But the thing is, though, is that when we talk money, we're talking what they're worth. Kenny Omega is not worth what Randy is That's Randy all day, then. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking about WrestleMania main event. (laughs) But but the way I talk spoke about it, I didn't want to put those factors. Because honestly speaking, let's just keep it a buck. Everything you just mentioned, Randy has it over for the most part. For me, it was just a... It, it, it was just the, it was just the, the wrestling, just being a wrestler. Wrestling. All right, so now, now okay, so now we'll now we'll now we'll nitpick there. You want to talk about in ring abilities? Fine. Who's got the better psychology? Randy. Randy. And I said that because I said Randy is a better about. storyteller in the ring than Kenny is, and I said oh. that earlier to the boys. I said, and that goes that goes to Nigeria's point because the only psychology that came from that match with Okada and Kenny was from Okada. And I was, Kenny was just 100 miles an hour. But, and, but, uh, was but I think recently he's been doing a great job when he wants okay, to. Okay, but now you're talking about recently. We're, we're oh. talking about the best wrestler overall. I think it's I think it's Randy hand down if you're comparing the two. I don't I think, think it's a slight edge with, 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 with Kenny. I think it's a slight oh. edge with Kenny for me. That's just my personal thing. But, I, but, but if anybody says Randy, they have it. But, but we, have, we have to we have to look at the last sample dose here with Kenny. I mean, again, Rishwan blew a tire before he got to that match. But a good person can work with a person who is even gassed, and that match was not good for all. You didn't think so? I, I thought, thought it was decent for, for five yeah. minutes. It was it, it, yeah for five <laughs> minutes, and then, I feel like the end, yeah, because you saw that he was just done. But I think overall, the the meat of the match, I thought it was, I thought it was decent. Yeah. We watched Again, it. Swan just looked so fatigued. Again, he, he blew a tire. And I think when you are at your top tier, if you are that A person in the world, you can work with anybody in any circumstance. Tom nah. Brady, again, with no roster, can win the big one. 
Yes, no, he had a stack one with the Bucks. Different. He has had alias other random people with his time with the Patriots. I, I, outside of Wes Welker and I mean, I can't even believe I'm out there. Wes Welker and, and Edelman. I can't even believe I'm out there even name them as elite wide that. receivers here. Man, you sound like a Patriots fan but, but, and not right, a Patriots no, fan. Here we go. I'm just saying that when you're when you're that good, everyone shines around you. Edelman got a check. Welker concuss. Welker got a check. Yeah, but but you know who's underrated though that nobody talks about in his in ring work. I'm gonna talk about this man right here. This man right here. This man right here. (laughs) Put some respect on my man's right here. Acknowledged. Take a seat at the table. Acknowledged. Acknowledge. That was really unnecessary. <laughs> like, really unnecessary. I'm, I'm gonna need that sign one day. I'm gonna need that. I, mean, I will say that I do I like think... that he added two other moves in his arsenal. I will give him that. But outside of that, I'm, Yo, I'm arguing just know, to argue because I think AJ Styles is the greatest wrestler I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah if, if AJ got answered in that who's better, Omega, AJ, and Randy, I'm going AJ Styles. Yeah, and oh, I, I, I'm going. I'm going to AJ. Look, I'm going to AJ. And look, and look, I'll say never to put AJ in that conversation because it is no conversation. Like AJ I, Styles is it. the best in the world. I, I'll he's say the this: best in the world. Before AJ was mentioned, and before he had his really big, you know, uh, arrival to WWE, the greatest performer of all time is Shawn Michaels. And then and then AJ Styles and came yeah, about AJ and I was Styles. starting to be really comfortable with saying, yo, AJ, if he had raw WrestleMania time, <laughs> yeah, this dude. <laughs> and again, I think much like Seller said, we're gonna also look at AJ's stint right now. You're gonna because he's you know, he's doing something and it's whatever, but AJ he'll eventually get back to the main picture and he'll do what he do, but he's making everybody look good around him, you know, mm-hmm. as a mid-card type you- of wrestler right now. He's putting on good mid-card matches. You, so best the best no. match from a lazy Brock Lesnar we've seen was AJ Styles. Well, actually, oh man, he also, made that match. Also, Brock and Daniel Bryan. Don't do that. Brock yeah. And Daniel Bryan. yeah, no, definitely up there. Yeah, Bryan's definitely up there. But that that AJ match was uh, it was better. Yeah. A- a- AJ AJ is that is that dude. But then again, he it's is. easy to say that the AJ match was was better because you saw it first. If you saw Daniel Bryan match first, you would have said Daniel Bryan. Because kind of like, no. okay, we kind of like saw the format with AJ, and then, all right. No, 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 no. Who was first? Who was first, Finn or AJ? Or was AJ then Finn, then Daniel Bryan? I think it was Finn, AJ, then Daniel, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. AJ went before um, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they're they're both the both of the matches are work with like different mindsets. I mean, Daniel oh, Bryan was the you don't have a chance, and AJ Styles was just the smaller person, so more of the uh, uh, David and Goliath thing with smaller with smaller guys, and that, yeah. like, that's that's the kind of like beauty because everyone always likes to shit on Brock, but I'm a I'm a Brock fan. I'm a Brock fan too, and Brock when you too. want when you so want to talk about like, money and marketability, that Dana White. Is begging <laughs> to get that man is. back. He can be Vincent <laughs> Kennedy McMahon. Oh, 100%. So, you know what's funny? You mentioned Brock. Brock is believability. Yeah. And that's the reason why, well, because of two reasons, Bobby has been working. Mm-hmm. And with, obviously with MVP being with him as well is, Bobby, you can believe Bobby will whoop somebody's ass. Like yeah, he, it was Bellator he was in, right? Yep, uh-huh. am I yes. correct? Yep. It was he 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 has a great record in Bellator. Undefeated. He has a scar on him. Yeah, he has a scar on his face. Ran he both looks at like the same middle. time. Yo, yeah, where did he, he get like that scar on his face? I was I've really been like. Yeah, he it's it, it goes back to Brock. Brock is believable. Yeah, like which is why he's so money. Yeah, it's his music hits. You come out, you're like, oh, oh, I. I, I, I say it all the time when Brock, when Brock, you know, I, we, we call them matches, but for my for my friends who don't watch wrestling, the, the casual wrestling fans, when Brock is in something, their first thought is who is Brock fighting? Because he is big time field. They, they think Brock is coming out. It's going to be a slaughter. They don't even care who the other person is. But you say Brock about to fight somebody. And that's why, like, 
WWE, you know, when they did the Kane Velasquez Brock thing, sure it wasn't a good match. But the marketability is monumental here. Because <laughs> you got two Colossuses in there who got notoriety in combat sports that's doing something in the wrestling ring, and there you go. So, but uh, yeah, look, we're, we're, we're going to wrap up the show because we could be going for a bunch. Yeah. Well, for a bunch yeah. of good things. So let's let's do this before we before we wrap up. Uh, Mr. Joe Kemp, plug in what everybody should be at this Saturday. Saturday, man, May 29th. The big return. 16 months. Um, I, I, I post I tweeted, you know, something earlier, but the God's honest truth is that this show does not happen with the sponsors. You guys are two of the biggest we got. I can I always thank you. You guys are family. I love you so much. You know, title match, true heels, pregame. There's 30 sponsors. I I'll be here for a month trying to, to give everyone a shout out. The show happens Rapper because wrestle. of sponsors. <laughs> Y'all, they're they're dope, man. Um, <laughs> the publicity, the constant pushing. It was it was really nice to have a huge team pushing the show. Um, everybody, you know, if you can, if you can, tickets will be available at the door. May 29th, 106 Bergen Avenue, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Huge. First time ever that we're having two shows in one day. First time ever we're live streaming in one day. Um, and, yeah, just come out. We're going to crown a franchise champion. Tasha Steele is going to defend her icon title. The C-Star is going to defend the tag titles. We're going to get, you know, debuts from Brogan Finley, debuts from Jana Kai. Like, it, it's just going to be dope. You know, we got... Uh, incredible Southern talent coming back, Montana Black, Yaya, O'Shea Edwards, like it, up and down, bro, up and down the card. I'm so proud of it because, again, like always, it's a reflection of what I know, what I love, and what I appreciate growing up in Brooklyn. It's it's a, it's a it's a beautiful beautiful eclectic painting of of all these wonderful parts that made me who I am, and that's all I ever want to do in wrestling is throw that back out there. And 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 the reception has been incredible. It's been it's been I'm I'm in awe. I'm in awe and I'm I'm forever grateful for everything the sponsors, the fans, the wrestlers, the staff has done. Um, you know, just one more time. The show doesn't happen without the sponsors. Thank you guys so much for all the work you've done. The real is back, folks. Battle Club is going down Saturday. And to the fam above the Jobber Tears podcast. But radio show is what I'm gonna say. Man, this is all long, long overdue. It was a pleasure to have y'all. Can't wait to chop it up in person. Uh, follow yeah, them on all their social medias. Uh, the easiest way to get to there is on Twitter, at Jobber Tears. Keep up with them as they continue to push out tons of content, good quality content, and hear from some really authentic people of color in the business. But nonetheless, <laughs> we appreciate y'all coming through uh, and kicking it with us tonight, folks. Yeah. Thank you for having us. We Thank you for having us. We don't get Thank to be so on much. the other side of the <laughs> We don't. We'll the, the door so is open. Good. The door is open. But yeah, folks, that'll do it for everybody that tuned in for us live today. We appreciate all your love and support. Of course, we're going to have to do a part two to a billion on this because we obviously got a lot of opinions we need to get out of there on some of these hot topics floating around. But you know where to find us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. live on all social medias and at Big Go Belt. Com. Thank you for tuning in, folks. We'll see you all next week or this Saturday at Battle Club. <laughs>